Hello, welcome to another episode of the Legacy Investing Podcast. I'm Nate, and I'm joined, as I always am, by my good friend Josh. Hey, do mate? I'm awesome, dude. How are you? Good. Back for another week. Loving it. Yep, yep. Loving it. Always. How's your uh, How's your weekend been, mate? Very interesting. Yeah, going good. Um, watched about eight hours of gymnastics on the weekend, so um, yeah, it was fun. Good the joys. The joys. That's good, man. That's good. Supporting your supporting your kids and your family. It's awesome. What, what's worse is it's the NBA playoffs at the moment. So there's uh, you know some pretty there's a good game on. So I had to had to um, avoid all scores of the NBA game because I wanted to watch it later on, um, ah. not knowing the score. So there was no you know no social media, no looking up um, you know the news or anything. So I was just yeah focused <laughs> solely on gymnastics. It was great. Good stuff, mate. That sounds interesting. Awesome, mate. Well, let's kick it off. We thought we'd um, have a look at, um, it's been some interesting times in the share market at the moment. Um, certainly a lot, of, a lot of activity, a lot of volatility, but we thought we'd have a look at what the gurus, the experienced investors and those far greater than us have been buying in the last quarter. Um, as you know, the uh, filings come out every quarter and we get to see what uh, the big guys have been buying. Um, it's a lot easier to get information out of America than Australia, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, we can look at some of the um, companies in Australia where the directors have been buying. But uh, let, let's let's focus on America, mate. We've got a few gurus that we follow and we'll throw in a few um, other interesting ones that people have been buying over in America. But, yeah, who, who do you want to have a look at first? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and let's not forget that our biggest audience is Americans. So Americans, yes. Once again, oh. once again we, we will... Uh... <laughs> will serve to the audience that we have and we thank you for your support um but yeah um i thought like before we kick off into say certain funds and uh, uh gurus we could probably have a really quick look at um some portfolio stats in terms of you know the top 10 most owned stock we won't go through 10 but we'll look at the most owned stocks um and also buy you know percentages and then maybe the uh most buys in the last quarter or so because we are looking at the uh quarter one of 2022 here so um all of that information came out in may um recently so a lot of a lot of funds have just recently put out their q1 results so uh probably not too much of a surprise facebook meta platforms is basically topping the list everywhere um, is that the most owned stock or, or the or the most bought one that you're having a look at there? It is the most owned stock and really? the most bought stock last quarter. Both. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So that's a, it's a good sign, I guess, for the company. Uh, people are seeing a lot of value in it. And um, I guess an, another not so much of a surprise, Netflix is in the top 10 of the uh, top 10 buyers last quarter. Um, they don't they don't show up in the top 10 most owned stocks. So pretty much you're looking at Facebook, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, Visa, MasterCard, you know, Berkshire, your big, your big companies there mm. most owned. And, um, and then the, you know, a few of the names of the companies of the uh, top 10 buyers last quarter, you're looking at Facebook, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Visa, Netflix, PayPal, um, and then a few other ones, S&P Global, uh, which is, I guess, the um, one of the, um, I'm not sure if that's the index or if that's like the S&P yeah. company. I'm not sure. Because I know with ASX, you can buy the ASX, can't you, like as a company. And 
not just the uh, yes asx itself is a listed company um yeah, yeah so you can do that but i mean the, the key theme there mate, is, is the technology stocks that have been um you know, really probably i reckon 80 or 90 percent of the top you know 10 to 15 stocks there are, are the, the tech stocks so and and keeping in mind that um that, that's for the first quarter people have been buying so people were jumping in pretty quick on the sell-off the sell-off yep. has continued well after march yeah um, in fact april may has been dismal in terms of even harsher sell-off. so some of these people have been buying and we'll have a look at some of the um experts soon that they will be 10 20 percent down on even more on some of these stocks netflix some of these guys could be 50 60 percent down so mm. yeah interesting yeah and it'd be really interesting to see q2 but let's not even think about that yet because that's uh, three three months away before they even start looking at uh yeah. <laughs> at uh, putting those results out but yeah let's um let's jump in and have a look at a few different funds or um you know gurus and I'll, I'll probably kick it off with i basically went down the list so we'll kick it off with down the list po apologies you can probably hear my dog whimpering in the background <laughs> he's very unsettled right now um but yeah uh sequoia fund um and the only reason i select the sequoia fund to look at as well um and for those people who don't know about this story um pretty much when warren buffett had his original partnership um that he was investing for you know friends and family and people who are putting money with him uh, when he broke that partnership up um, and moved on to what eventually became him being um, chairman of Berkshire. Um, he said to all of his partners, if you want to continue investing, um, if it's not going to be with me, I recommend putting all your money into Sequoia Fund. Yeah. Massive returns over that time period, obviously. Um, so yeah, I clicked on those guys first and um, looking at that, um, their biggest buy for quarter one was Netflix. Um, and then uh, they also added a lot of uh, Facebook or Meta as well. And interestingly, <laughs> they completely sold out of their Disney position. Yeah, 100% um, gone. Mm. Yeah, which was, uh, which, you know, turned into a 3% move of their portfolio. So they, you know, they didn't own a little bit of Disney, they own a fair bit. And interestingly, their process, and um, we've mentioned process on the podcast before, but process is a direct investment was well, no so let me it's definitely not a direct investment buying process buys you a lot of 10 cent which is uh, right. you know the the china company Chinese company yeah. yeah so um they sold all of their position in process as well um which was an even bigger position than the disney position so um yeah straight out of those two um and added a lot of netflix um changed their portfolio by two percent so a lot of netflix and a lot of facebook so, yeah. So that's the Sequoia probably. Fund. They're the main. Uh, they're the main ones I would consider there. What do you got on? Yeah, I'm looking at the same one. Um, the Sequoia Fund. So yeah, I mean, I guess that's you know they're betting on Netflix over Disney. There really, that's probably the main thing to come out of that in the last quarter. Um, yep. Disney is gone, and I mean, what we don't see is there how much they've um, uh, were up or down on the actual. Um, stock i'm sure we can figure it out but um yeah certainly yeah loaded, definitely loaded up and then on the other page too you can um, take a look at their holdings pretty much uh we're, we're taking all this information from data roamer as well which yeah. is you know, it's a great platform it's, it's completely free um yeah really really rate the uh <sighs> platform but um looking at their holdings um you know they 
you've got to go all the way down a little bit. So Facebook's five percent, Netflix is now four four and a half percent. But um, you know, they've got a lot of you know companies like Google, United Health Group, Anthem, but more so reducing a lot of those positions compared yeah. to um, compared to adding a lot of uh, um, Meta, Universal Music, um, Netflix, and Wayfair. I'm not too sure what those are. I'm not all over that, but yeah, interesting. You can see Netflix. I mean, like, like we said on the um, off the top of the show, was that they're down forty seven and a half percent essentially uh, on their Netflix purchase uh, of their holding. So yeah, so that's looking at their reported price. Mm. This this quarter two, I reckon, when it comes out in a few months' time, it's going to be really, really interesting to look at. Yeah, definitely. And um, I yeah, you were mentioning before this, like um, especially in the Australian stock market, the last two days have been. I oh, know today's a bit red, but you know, there's been a few up days overall. A bounce last week, and then, um, yeah, on Monday, uh, yeah, big day Friday in America, big day Friday in America, yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, I, yeah, it's only a couple of days, we know thing, things like this can last for a long time, so I'm not trying to guesstimate what's going to happen in the near future, but it's just good to see what uh, the big, big players are doing. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, um, let's go to Lee Lou, mate. Who um, so that's the Himalaya Capital Management and um, yeah. their activity in the uh, last quarter, uh, not not a lot, but again, their big purchase was Meta Platforms, Facebook, yeah, um, and in fact, actually buying also Bank of America, and um, yeah, they only had one sell, uh, Pinduadu. I have no idea who that is. Um, yeah. Don't know much about them, so 100% out of them, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but not a lot of activity, yeah, definitely. If you like, you, you know, Lee Lu is very much a, a very similar investor to what Warren Buffett does, very um, focused in the amount of companies he owns. He only owns, and and this is this is the other thing, too. This is only American companies, so mm. no doubt he owns companies in China and so forth as well. Yeah. Um, but we can't see those um, and probably maybe could see them if we went deep into the uh, the actual SEC filings, but I'm not too sure about that one. But um, yeah, so own six companies, most of which is Micron Technology, um, Bank of America Corp. So they make up over 50% of his portfolio, Berkshire, Berkshire, sorry, um, Google, Meta and Apple. That's all he owns. It makes up 100% of his six. portfolio. Yeah, six down on everything <laughs> yeah yeah and they're not um they're not exact numbers too that's just the reported price the price of the reported like time period that always was sorted so yeah um you know he's probably up in his positions to be honest but yeah let's move on to uh the big one berkshire um yeah. and we've, we've discussed what they've done recently but um looking at their overall position it's kind of hard to to see the big moves in terms of this because um you know you got ted and todd doing the the minor investing here but usually especially when it comes to berkshire and the massive portfolio that they have um you just got to look at that percentage change of portfolio to see what the big purchases or big sales were mm. and if we're looking at the big purchases and big sales um as we discussed activision blizzard um you know one percent of the whole portfolio change in the positive so that's um the big position um even bigger chevron corp um added to their position um which was a change of five percent 
Um, yeah. That's massive. Um, we've got Occidental Petroleum, another massive one with 2% change. HP. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a, we know they make computers, I guess. Um, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's an interesting one because like Berkshire have always steered away from technology and Apple was their first sort of move. But yeah. at the same time, I guess you could look at those companies as well as um, a bit of a hardware manufacturer as well. Yeah, so, that, that was going to be my point. They're not really, I mean, he would not consider tech, uh, Apple as technology and same as HP. It's a bit more hardware, um, printers yeah. and and the likes and you know apparently they have a fairly decent dividend so it might even be a bit of a dividend play there who knows yeah definitely and you don't see companies like that going anywhere especially during these down times i haven't looked at the company at all so interesting these are all methods to get companies onto your watch list potentially too mm -hmm. so um the other two you know not so bigger moves were Citigroup and paramount um they were nearly a percent each which you say not big movers, that's a lot of money. <laughs> um, and looking at the big cells, there's one, and Verizon Communications, which I believe Buffett bought just after the pandemic. Um, he sold 99% of that position. So. Yeah. The other interesting thing there is um, Wells Fargo, who's completely out of, he's owned that since the 1980s. And um, basically swapped it out for uh, Citigroup. Um, so out of out of Wells Fargo and into Citigroup is, I guess, his financial. Um, and again, we, we don't, we're not really over these companies at all. Um, we don't know them very well. Uh, no. But um, it's just good to see what that's, you know, like you said, see what they're buying and selling and, and pop on your watch list. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you look at the actual holdings, um, there's a fair few holdings there, but you just got to look at the percentage of the portfolio to know that mm. it's still a very focused portfolio. And like, we're looking at $363 billion and that's not including the cash on hand. That's just the portfolio value. So, yeah. um, looking at the portfolio, 42% is Apple, that's which he did add to. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> so that's, that's nuts. That's, that is a massive position. Um, over we got eleven percent of Bank of America Corp, um, and then you know American Express, Chevron, Coca Cola, Heinz, Moody's Corp, his new position, Occidental Petroleum. They all make up between two and seven percent, um, and then they get a little mm -hmm. bit lower as you go down. But you can see, like you know, seventy to seventy-five percent of this portfolio is in you know Top maximum five. seven companies. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Super. Um... Super interesting. I see that they've um, actually we've talked about this before, but I think it looks like they've got um, Amazon in their top hold, well, not top holdings, but just a really small, small um, parcel yeah. of Amazon there. Um, yeah. I reckon um, have a look at Bill Ackman, and this is a not a true representation, as we know, because that, um, Ackman's news came out that you know there's a big news that he bought Netflix and he bought a lot of Netflix, um, 3.1 million shares. Um, in, in quarter one and that was a fresh buy for him but then we know that he sold so this is i guess if you're doing the old copycat portfolio thing of certain investors like. um yeah if you were to not follow up with the news and you've seen this you would know that he bought but you would know that he had already sold um but we know he's you know his his horizons essentially a little bit lower than a lot of other um, smaller investors because he needs to be making shorter term returns in, in most cases. But he still has a very focused portfolio. That's yeah, he's got what, seven stocks there. Yeah, yeah. 
And um, well, possibly six now they saw that on Netflix. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he's got a very um, yeah. He didn't do a whole lot with his portfolio apart from that buy for quarter one. Um, nothing really big. Uh, he sold enough Hilton Worldwide Holdings to change his portfolio by roughly four percent. That's about it for him. It wasn't a lot. Um, but yeah, he's um, obviously come out and said that he sold his Netflix position completely at a loss. But um, yeah, a few companies he owns. We know he's very big owner in Chipotle, Mexican Grill, Lowe's, um, Hilton, uh, Restaurant Brands International, Netflix, which is now we know he sold. He owns a fair bit of Domino's. So interesting. Um, who's next, mate? Who do you want to look at? Do you want to let's do um let's do Michael Burry, who's um quite well known um for the big shorts, but he's 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 sort of shorting a lot of stuff again. He's been quite vocal on the market. Um, but let's have a look yep. at what he's been buying. Uh, I'll just get yeah. up his activity now. I think that's really interesting. You mentioned that. Um, I I have to double check this, but I'm pretty sure he's shorting companies like Apple at the moment. Yeah, I, I don't know particularly what companies he's been shorting, but he's he's been short. I know he's definitely well. I shouldn't say definitely. Um, <laughs> pretty sure he's short Tesla there for a bit, but he has definitely been shorting uh, a lot of stuff. It's been out in the news over the last sort of month to six weeks. So it'd be interesting to see again the, the second quarter what has actually gone on. But I mean, he's been looks like he's been reasonably active there in the first quarter. He's got. Um, more buys than sells. All these sells look like they are were completely out of yep. you know 100% sell of, of a bunch of companies I've never heard of. Yep. And if you look at the buys too, so they're all fresh buys as well because yeah. they're not adding. So yep. you can see he he moves in and out very quickly in his position. Mm. Like if you scroll down that page, there's a lot of buys, there's a lot of sells, there's not a whole lot of reduces and adding. So he just moves in and out of his stocks a fair bit. True. Yeah. So he looks like he's, you know, he's taken on um, Booking Holdings, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Alphabet, and Meta are all sort of in the top four or five there. Um, yeah. Uh, any other interesting ones there? That mm. no, not that I can see that I would really know of. Um, you know, I think we did talk about Warner Brothers. Yeah. And we talked about Disney the other week, not Warner Brothers, but like, you know, you can't go wrong with, I guess, your Google and your your Facebook, I guess, there, and that's interesting. Um, uh, they're full position buyers and they're both over 10% of his portfolio. So they're not little buyers either. So, no, no. And I just had a quick look too. Yeah. So, um, May 18 on uh, Seeking Alpha uh, in his 13F uh, filing, which is the same filing that all this information comes out on, he was short Apple. So yeah. Okay. Interesting. Really, Apple and Amazon and Google haven't really been sold off as hard as you know some of those players that we talked about, Meta and Netflix and Peloton and um, some of those other guys. So yeah, yeah. Um, and he there... hasn't got a very big portfolio either, like in America anyway. But the thing is, the other thing is, you got you don't know what positions he's short and so forth. You really have to dig into his SEC filing mm. to find all that information. But pretty pretty similar portfolio to the companies you just mentioned then. Mate, have a quick look at Howard Marks. I, I quite like Howard Marks. He, um, he owns Oak Tree Capital Management. He, um, 
he writes an interesting letter every, uh, I think it's month. It's, it's quite a good informative letter. Um, yep. talks about the you know, markets and what he's doing. And he's got a great book. I can't remember it, um, what it's called, but fantastic book. But just have a look at his activity in this first quarter. It's, he's just got pages and pages of it. We, there's no way we can go through this. Oh, yeah, there's over 10 pages of activity. But if you look at it, you know, these some of these are like movements of 0.01%, 0.01%. Yeah, there's not, you know. not big movements there, but just a lot, isn't it? Like, yeah. Um, need- but I guess at the same time, you have to, um, you look at his actual holdings. He does own a lot of companies. But once again, you know, those top 10 companies make up, you know, 70%, roughly, you know, a fair bit, over 50% of his portfolio probably. I may be wrong there, but between the top four, you're looking at nearly 30%. So, yeah, owns a fair bit of a few companies. And interestingly enough, there's not a lot of common names, I guess. Yeah, just about to say that. Yeah, he's very different to the other um, companies. Like he's got Chesapeake Energy, um, Starbolt carriers are his two main holdings. Like there's no no big tech names there. There's no, you know, no. no. Yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. And that's a $7.7 billion worth of portfolio. So <laughs> yeah. Um I've I've i followed Howard Marks a little bit, but yeah, that's a, that's a busy portfolio. And um, I guess it's not really a focused one, which we really look at a lot when we're doing this stuff. So yeah. Pardon me. That's a pretty good wrap of what's been happening in the first um, in the first quarter from some of the gurus on um, Dataroma. I think it's nice to touch base with them. But like you said earlier, I think the, an important point is that this is delayed information. So, um, yeah. and the classic example there was Bill Ackman, who you know you can see he's been buying Netflix, and then um, if you don't follow him closely, you'll know in his letter to shareholders they were completely out of it. So. Yeah, you have to be certainly cautious doing a copycat portfolio. Um, do do your own research and understand um, what's going on. The company's really, really well. Yeah, definitely. And 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 as we said too, these are only the American stocks. So you know, I um I'm a massive fan of uh, Monash Pabri, as you know. And if you actually look at his uh, holdings, he only owns two companies. But we know that he's heavily invested in Tencent. Um, you know, he's uh. He basically, on here, it says 100%, or basically 99.84% of his holdings is micron technology. So, um, yeah, we know that he's invested in um, Tencent, and there's probably other investments around the world that he is in. So, um, and pretty much you can, a lot of these big guys, you, you can find out what they're invested in by, you know, following them on YouTube or following them on their websites and, and reading their letters to shareholders and updates that they do. You, you, you get a good feel of what they actually are invested in. Yeah. I know Monash Bry, um, you know, does that quite a bit. And there's so many commentators on YouTube now anyway that you can find a lot of information out. But pick, pick the few you, you really resonate with and follow and like and, and just consume their content. You'll keep up yeah. with a lot of their the good information and stay out of the, the your daily news bullcrap. So, <laughs> yeah. look, we don't have a similar, um, I guess, similar way to look at the Australian share market, but probably the best way to look at it is is know your companies, and um, there have been quite a few companies where directors have been doing on market trades. So um, that's a good eye. It gives you a bit of an idea that the, um, I guess, the directors of the companies are, are thinking that their shares maybe are um, getting into a, you know, a price that they're happy to pay. So 
there's yeah. quite a few um, companies that um, we've we've talked about Coden before on here. Um, the directors have been buying uh, Coden shares recently. Um, yeah, they Ascent had a bit of a bump group. too. Yeah, a bit of a bump. Um, Ascent Group AX1, uh, the uh, yeah director there has been buying them. Um, so there's, there's a, that's, that's two examples, but a lot of companies where directors have been pitching in some of their own money. Um, yeah. That's a good yeah. sign. That's a, that's a big green flag, you know, as we've talked about, you know, when management's buying the company, then clearly they have a bit of belief of what's coming. Mm. Um, so, you know, we, we like Codan. Um, we had our few red flags with their uh, um, recent change of management, but, you know, they've also brought out a pretty good report um, and it's mm. good to see that management's buying. So they're green flags. So, um, yeah, just you've done your research in these companies, it's, these are good things you want to be seeing. Awesome, mate. We might wrap it up there, hey? Yeah, definitely. Just as a bit of a fun fun little story to finish off with, um, you know, we've all, you know, done our fair share of uh, research on A2 Milk and they had a bit of a bump yesterday. And it's <laughs> funny because, like, we're saying this bump and it's, like, literally gone up to $4.70 or something, which is so far down where it's been. Um, but, yeah. What happened there, mate? <laughs> yeah, well, so there's been a big shortage of infant formula in the US um, recently. And um, yeah, I think Joe Biden tweeted out uh, a deal done with Bubs in Australia here, so a company in Australia, um, that they were going to get a million tins or cans or formula um, sent over to the US ASAP uh, to help out with the shortage. And so obviously Bubs Australia went... Um, up hugely, or was it 55% in one day? Yeah. Um, this was yesterday, the 30th of May. And yeah, A2 Milk caught a bit of shrapnel there and um, they got a nice bump yesterday of about 15% as well, even though A2 Milk were not part of this deal. But yeah, you can kind of see, um, I guess people were, um, I guess, hoping that A2 get a bit of a, maybe a deal with the US as well. But I mean, Bubs, this it's, it's an interesting deal, Bubs. Uh, not a money generating um, or earnings, and there's no earnings per share that they've been lost making for a decade. So maybe this will help them out. Yeah, maybe it will. And um, it's interesting to see that they're in a shortage over there. And you know, I kind of hope A2 Milk do get a bit of a good news story out of this as well. Maybe they get a bit more, um, you know, you know, part of the pie in America there because they've they've been trying for a while. And I, I still want to see them succeed as a company. I think. Yeah. they've done well over in the past i reckon they can still do well in the future it might just take a bit of time it's still a big company it is a big company with lots of cash as we know yeah for sure right. cool awesome mate well yeah thanks for tuning into another episode of the legacy investing podcast i'm nate and uh we'll be back next week thanks josh thanks mate appreciate your time bye right. bye all information on the legacy investing podcast is the opinions of the hosts and is for educational and entertainment purposes only it is not intended as a substitute for professional financial, legal, or tax advice. The hosts of the Legacy Investing Podcast and any contributors to the podcast are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should consult a licensed financial